You are listening to Mommying While Muslim Podcast, where hosts Uzma and Zeba share their personal stories of mommying in a post-9-11 world. This podcast is designed with the Muslim American mom in mind, so grab a cup of coffee and pull up to their table. Assalamualaikum, everyone. Welcome to another episode of Mommying While Muslim Podcast. This is Uzma Jaffrey. This is Seba Hassan, and I think this is like the first time we're recording, quote unquote, <laughs> like live since 2022. Into, in, in 20, no, 2023. Yeah. You're on like, we're like, this is like awesome. I'm so excited, and we've had so much going on. So yes. I don't know if our rapid fire on current events is going to be rapid fire. So, like, let's talk about. Us. The amazing stuff that we have been up to. Usma, your practice, your new practice. I am so freaking proud of you. Let's talk about it. Thank you. Thank you. I think I talked about it at one of our recordings earlier, but um, I want everybody to do some homework and look up direct primary care where you do actually pay in cash for a doctor. And historically, what we've heard of is you know, you pay your doctor $1,000 or $1,500 for the year, and then you have direct access to them. You can call them for things you need. And $1,500 sounds like a lot of money, but if you divide it by a year, it's still, I think, a very good deal because you're paying for expertise, that medical expertise that you don't necessarily have. You're paying for things that you can't get without a doctor, like prescriptions and labs. So that, that was nice, but not accessible for everybody. So look up direct primary care where you join a membership, like you would join a gym membership, like you would join a food delivery membership. So for your monthly membership, you get access to a doctor, access to their medical expertise, and it's low cost, highly accessible, affordable medicine. And so I launched that and it's called Fox, F-A-W-K-E-S-M-D. Now I'm still running my regular Medicare practice because I can't do both. The legal mire that there is for doctors, you have to either opt out of Medicare and never see your old people again. And you know, like I would rather jump into the ocean than do that. I can't swim. Yeah, I will kidnap all of them. So I'm not leaving them. I had to start a whole nother practice for 18 to 64 year olds. So no insurance, you pay for a doctor, common sense medicine. I'm just really excited about it. And I got like my first phone call the other day from a patient. I was like, I really want to enroll in your practice. Can you send me the, the link? And I'm like, yes, I can. Isn't that the it's best? It's the best feeling like, oh, the word is getting out. People are fine. And this is somebody who has insurance. She just signed on, but she's like, I don't trust other doctors. And I'm new to this country. And I know you. And I'm you're the only person that I want to see. And and I was like, yeah, I will take care of you. So it's just a really, really good feeling to start something and know that people are coming, kind of like this podcast started for us. But you are in a new book. So tell us about yes. that. Yes. It's, it's essentially, you know, it was one of those things where, you know, as you know, I'm a serial entrepreneur, you're a serial, serial entrepreneur, um, and we've all each had our own journey in and getting to those places. And and for me, um, my entrepreneurial journey is um, one, it's my ADD. <laughs> it's my dealing with my ADD. You do get bored. And then whenever you get bored, you and start a new business. I know. Then I'm like, oh, I'm going to start a new business. And then I move on and I try nothing. And, and honestly, um, in my new business um, with the Emerge Consulting and a corporate solution, it was really my own healing journey and, and wanting to, to provide solutions for, for moms in corporate, in the corporate field. And um, in finding... Um, my healing, I wanted to be able to provide 
that to other women in the corporate what in the corporate sphere and of course part of what i do is go to to businesses and i talk about practical solutions and blah 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 and then somebody kind of came up to me and said oh my god your story inspired me and and it's so weird when you're just talking about something that you're passionate about mm-hmm. and then someone comes up and like oh my god you inspired me can you speak on x and y and z and you're just like what? Really? You want me to talk about this for you? And then she said, I am creating a book and I think you would be an amazing chapter in my book because you have um, two sides. And, you know, I am biracial and I have two different sides and I really focus on both of my identities, one as an American Muslim mom who is um, part you know, one of two people of this podcast and to um, my journey into health and wellness and what it took for me to get there. And that is um, being launched in next month. Um, and so I'm really excited about that. So stay tuned Yay. on social media to kind of talk about that. But it was one of those things where I feel like that was kind of like the um, the end all be all uh, the 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 end like the final chapter of my healing in the sense that it and it was like a tangible <sighs> thing where it was like okay let me write this and put it down on paper because you know you and I are both writers on some level whether we share it with people or whether we just write it tear it up and you know throw it out never hit um, send <laughs> and never hit send exactly but um writing for me has always been such a cathartic um journey and you know you and I are writing something as well for mommy one muslim so stay tuned for that but this was kind of just like tiptoeing me into that journey. And um, obviously, I'm not at a stage where I can consider myself an author yet. You are an author. Authoress. No, I hate to break it but, to you, but, but you're an author officially. I know, but it was super exciting. <laughs> You've been for a while. Something. <laughs> I know, but it's one of those things where you're like, oh my God, this was something I've always wanted to do. So I really appreciate the hate taxi um, a company for allowing me the opportunity to be in that book. So please, for those of you, I, I think it's going to be on all social media. I don't happen to have that in front We're of We're going to link it but, so that everybody can buy it because oh, the book perfect. is going to be so, a number one bestseller and we're all oh, going to be yes. there for your chapter, but also to be inspired Yay. by your co-authors because you are an Yay. author. You've been for a while. Yes. <laughs> no, I definitely appreciate it. And, you know, always, you know, Ozma inspired me because she was um, part of the the, the love book. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, we'll, I think we should also link that because love is going to be coming up and in the air because Ozma was also a co-author of that, of the love book. And I, I still, I still read mine and have that on my, my shelf behind me. So we'll do that as well. And, you know, I have been so excited about this month's series and, you know, I've been telling you, like, we have been listening to it on my way um, to school at drop off. And I have to say, I was a little apprehensive, um, because of the subject matter and introducing this particular topic to my children. But the reality is I wanted, um, I think you can't really shelter your children from things that are happening in the world. And we needed to wrap up our series, our January series. And it's funny because we're a little bit removed because, of course, we've been working on this um, in post-production for about a year. Mm -hmm. Um, And this is part of our larger storytelling project um, that we launched this month. Um, For now, we hope that uh, Marigold Turson's renowned uh, account of what she endured in the PR as a result of the religious discrimination inspired by all who heard it to do more. And I hope we inspired you to do that.
that, learn more about um, Muslim genocide in China, share more about the Uyghur Muslims in the PRC, get involved more with um, organizations helping Uyghur Muslims, just do more in general. And I have to say, I was just right before I got on here to record, so, uh, you know, there was an email sent. They asked us to come speak about this. Um, so I feel like we are kind of encouraging this. And, you know, we're not one of those that are like, oh, we need to do this on this huge, large scale. But if one person, two people, three people kind of create these mini movements, that's kind of all that we're hoping to do. Yeah. And like you said, like somebody reached out to you now to come talk about our series, to come talk about what we learned on this series and what we want people to get from it. Um, and if it's that one more person, you know, and it snowballs into something bigger, inshallah, we hope that that's what happens. But even if it doesn't, that's one more person that learned and is helping you reach an audience that maybe doesn't know about Momming One Muslim and the project that we just completed. So I'm really, really proud of what we were able to do. Um, but I think we do owe our longtime listeners an explanation about the format because the format of the series mm-hmm. was very different than what uh, we usually do. It's not our interview banter um, that we carry on on the podcast. It's not. And I have to say, I'm, I'm glad for it for a couple of different reasons. Um, First of all, it kind of stands out um, like a pillar in, in our personal history of podcasting, because that storyteller is just another level of a story, right? Our guests are story, all storytellers on some level, but this series is a true narrative podcast told entirely by the guest and recapped or maybe sidelined supported by Uzma and myself. We are not the focus of the series and are truly just platform holders for the Muslim mom who actually is. Her story had to be told in a different way to to highlight how how shocking it actually was so that our so that was our original intent and why we decided to do it this way. And because if you listen to the entire series, you know there are different reference voices in there, um, experts on the Uyghur situation. Um, there's translators, there's clips from actual witness testimony from all over the world. So we needed to make a narrative podcast out of it. If we did our regular interview banter, it would have been very choppy. It would have been very rough to listen to. Um, for our listeners. And we want to give you a beautiful listening experience. In addition to a meaningful story, it would have been too many transitions for you to follow if we had done it otherwise. So that's the technical part about why we did it as a narrative podcast. You know, Western media, and to be honest, any media, um, even out of the Muslim world, won't actually shed light on the multiple fronts where genocide is happening versus Muslims for a variety of reasons. Um, the last time it did was during the the Bosnian War um, that we grew up um, watching and thereafter, or, or maybe even then the media was being privatized and now is fully done so, right? So an uncompromised, unbiased journalist can't be found anymore because they usually work for these media conglomerates or giants um, with corporate owners who actually are not journalists and and don't have that journalistic integrity. They're business people who have an agenda to increase their bottom lines so that they can't offend the biggest dictatorships or genocides or masterminds of their time. And guess what? 
they're run by profits and profit margins. Yeah. I mean, if anybody remembers, uh, was it Hassan Minhaj's Patriot Act? And yeah, as soon as exactly. he talked I was about the about KSA, him. He's so cute. that episode yeah. got pulled on the KSA. And there was nothing yeah. wrong that he said, but he is owned by his show is owned by media, by Netflix, and they can't piss off MBS. And they did. So, yeah. you know, that's what journalists have to worry about. And I'm not saying he's a journalist. Or he's they a get comedian. killed. Yeah. Or they could get or killed and chopped up into pieces. They get killed. Yeah. So yeah. Um, that is the danger. Uh, and that's a, a real danger. And it's why we're not going to get real and authentic information. So, you know, great leadership can lead and it can elevate uh, people or it can destroy. So, you know, mm-hmm. to be able to uh, recruit people to destroy other human lives, it takes some leadership skills. So it can be used for good or bad, right? And we're living during the signs of the times that we've been taught and warned about as Muslims, where leaders are going to be awful. People are going to kill people for no reason. It's going to be completely like chaos. So we already knew that disinformation and inexplicable murder was coming. Okay. So we've been taught since Sunday school. It's our apocalyptic story, just like it is in the Abrahamic traditions. And we pray that Muslims are not the perpetrators or the victims of these murders. Allahumma amin. I mean, our goal at the podcast is to to generate similar storytelling series that highlight the experiences of oppressed Muslim mothers. As Muslims, we know Alyssa Bonadella doesn't ignore the prayer of the oppressed. In fact, we fear the prayer. In fact, we fear the prayer of the oppressor against us, and we are blessed to just be one one particular cog in the the overall machine. Inshallah, um, it's on our podcast. It's our regular practice to pray for Allah to protect us from oppressors as well as to protect us from becoming oppressors. Oh my God, can you imagine? Exactly. So the overarching project um, at NWM is the oppressed Muslim mother because that's whose face invites rage and action in global volunteers, right? For the first few months of learning about genocide, and then we forget. We just we think about it and then all of a sudden it's not faced and we forget. So, but at NWM, we want to humanize these shots of moms um, and speak that mom language so we can see and actually find them. We can interview them and we can, we can create more of a narrative um, and a narrative podcast series like the Uyghur Muslim mom for our audience, um, for anybody that's willing to listen. And we're, and we're trying to, um, speak from the, the the language of the mother so that we can listen, learn, and act on behalf of them. Yeah. And, you know, hopefully for longevity, not just for that little period of, oh, I got inspired or enraged and I must act now for like, I don't know, three, six months is good. I've seen very few people carry it out for years because, yeah. you know, then the media stops talking about it as if the problem yeah. went away. And it, it usually hasn't. Um, it does take a world of resources, and our budget mm-hmm. was completely blown <laughs> by this one project. All gone. All gone. All so gone. as you know, Mommy Well Muslim <laughs> is a self-funded project for the most part with a couple of generous sponsors to cover just our production. So neither Zeba and I nor our backstage uh, mastermind engineer, Joe Bailey, is paid. But when we're going to ask translators and we're going to ask traumatized guests who have no other resources themselves to come on at the risk of future um, targeting by their home nations, we have to offer them compensation. So for even a short project like Uyghur Muslim Moms, we need upwards of $4,000 to complete the entire project. And that's without us being paid. And and that's like and not the year long of research that we had to go and put mm-hmm. into it. So, you know, we try to launch good um 
a Uyghur Muslim mom, but there are only so many hours in the day that two moms of four with at least a couple of jobs outside the home and a podcast can use towards finishing that fundraising project. But we do have a Patreon link at the bottom of our show notes and website. We really want our next Oppressed Muslim Mother series to be in the black um, and are asking everyone who listens to us to sign up for the basic meme shop that will be an auto debit sadaqa, inshallah, to what we truly believe is sadaqa. It's $5 a month. We pay more than that for our overpriced, culturally appropriated chai tea latte at Starbucks. And if you're getting that chai tea latte at Starbucks, I don't. Please don't do don't that. Do that. Um, if you have gained anything from this podcast, please consider even $10 a month. We pledge that much, at least to resources we believe promote women's voices and educations ourselves. Then we financially back our podcast because our goal is to make our scales heavy on the DOJ. Who else is going to tell our stories or value our Muslim mom experiences if we don't. So please sign up for our Patreon today, ladies. And again, the basic, basic membership is $5 a month. And then I think the next level is 10 and then we're 20. So if you do Mm -hmm. 20, I mean, that's like amazing. And we wish we could promise you more on the Patreon, but we do promise that these funds are going to help us produce the next series. So um, if that means anything to you, if the Uyghur Muslim mom like spoke to you, like, please, at at least consider the $5. I'm so glad that we did not have any spoilers in this particular episode as we review the Uyghur Mom series, but we do have an important update for those who have been DMing us and asking us, like, how is Miracle mm-hmm. doing? How can we help her? We really want, you know, to help her meet these medical expenses and living expenses that she's got. Like, what do we do? Well, the good news is there was a launch good campaign for her when her story first broke a few years ago, and it exceeded a million dollars. So that money is to help her live on her own while she lives separated from the love of her life and, you know, has this... Um, um, son with uh, needs because she's not here on refugee status. Political asylees typically don't have insurance. They don't get some of the uh, the, the limited uh, financial resources that refugees get. So, you know, that's why you hear her worried about, you know, how she's going to address her son's medical costs. But inshallah, this million dollar campaign, million dollar plus is one of a couple that were done in her name. And so those, um, that's how she's going to do it. I believe his um, procedure wasn't done earlier because of his age, but now that he's yeah. a little bit older, it probably can be. Rest assured, she's taken care of as best as can possibly be done, separated from the love of her life and her homeland. Osma, those are spoilers. Little teeny tiny ones. I don't feel bad about those. I'm sorry. <laughs> but it's so funny because my Z3 literally was like, when is she going to be back with her husband? I'm like, Zay, pray for I mean, her. <laughs> well, just pray for her, pray for her. You know, the, the, honestly, um, even I, I knew about her story. I listened to her story, but even in re-listening, you know, there were times where it was just too heavy. Very and, emotional. Yeah. And, 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 you know, I would be up at night and I was just, I'm just so glad I, I, our retreat is coming up so that I can kind <laughs> yes. of fill our cups a little bit and get kind of reconnected and refocused on um, the silent introspection that's needed so that I can kind of, you know, regroup for our next, um, our next podcast that we're going to be doing for the next oppressed Muslim mom. Oh, well, before the next uh, oppressed Muslim mom, like, hold your slow your roll a little bit, because just given our lack of funds, the next oppressed Muslim mom series isn't going to come for a year. I think what we should do is launch every year with such a series because a financially that's all we can do. And B it takes that long to do the research, get the resources aligned and do all of that. So before we talk about it, uh, let's, 
before we talk about the Welcome 2024 Oppressed Muslim Mother series, I think um, let's just focus on the little series, the regular back to our regular series. Um, and as back you know, to our regularly scheduled program, <laughs> exactly. So that's going to be in February, and it's uh, entitled Muslim Moms Ain't Nuns. So y'all remember oh if you've been listening, it's my favorite, <laughs> favorite month of the entire year coming up right now. Um, if y'all remember, February is always about sex and wellness. So um, mm-hmm. y'all aren't going to want to miss our regular interview banter style um, February series. So I know I'm not going to miss it. I know she she does want to miss it, but of course you won't. I know that, Ozma, but this is up. also a reminder for those that haven't. Um, we have, um, and this is a reminder for those who um, haven't already, we have our... Um, our, our Dallas retreat coming up February 17th through the 19th. It's an all-inclusive. We only have a few all-inclusive beds at $1,000 each in our shared rooms at a secluded ranch, women only. So hijabis can literally let her their hair down. Um, my hair will be frizzed out. <laughs> um, get your plane tickets for the out-of-towners. Honestly, there are so many amazing ticket sales right now. Um, you can, you're going to be hearing from the life engineer, Shazi Imam, Ustada um, Hale, Hale Banani, the Story of Styles, Dr. Hena Chima. Um, check out our real stories for the activities that are included and sign up already. It's going to be amazing. Escaping in the company of women, women truly increases our productivity and our creativity. It really isn't a joke. And I had to be dragged along the finish line. And now I just can't wait. And I get so excited. It will inspire you to do greater things in your life. Um, and you get to be around other women. And you get to kind of be like, okay, what are we going to do? How to help other uh, oppressed women? This this retreat is where inspiration is really born. And we are the women from whom awesome initiatives are born. So please join us. And if anything, give us ideas for the uh, upcoming year. We can't wait to meet you. Yeah. Like born B-O-R-N and B-O-R-N-E. Like we are the bearers of both guys. So And not the born identity. Not that. No, no. That's a different. I think that's B-O-U-R-N-E. No, that's a guy thing. We don't do that. We don't do British born. We're like born and born. Um, Yes. But I, I truly, when people ask us, like, how do you, you know, come up with these things and how do you do all that you do? Well, first of all, we have a lot of help. We have each other. Yes. And we also take time to get away. And it does sometimes because you're in the busyness of life, it's really hard to be like, okay, how am I going to change the world if I can't figure out like what to pack for lunch? Um, yes. You really got to escape. Even the Prophet Sallallahu used to escape to the mountain. That's not just for a man. Yes. That is for us too. We need to go to the mountain, in this case, a ranch. And we need to, you know, figure out like, there are ways to be alone and maybe some of us just don't have the time and energy to wake up early and do the hajj. I think somebody posted in our Facebook group about that recently mm-hmm. where, you know, how do you mm-hmm. do that? Like, how do I find that, that time? And now that, you know, I have fallen in line with Zeba's practice and I do it myself yes. too and take my early so morning time. I get so excited whenever she's yeah, like, when I'm she like from the gym. Me, she's like, I'm working out. I'm like, yay. Yeah. You know, I have my half hour of prayer. I go, I have my like hour at the gym and I'm ready to start my day. Um, we don't necessarily know how to work that early time and what to do during that early time in order to inspire creativity and productivity. And I really think Sister Holly's talk, I'm so looking forward to it. I've known her for over 20 years. And I know every time I walk away, I'm like in tears because it's kind of like you're leaving your beloved. And I just learned at her feet and it's like, I can't wait to put it into practice, but I also want her to stay with me forever so that she can continue to inspire me. And just think about it this way. She's giving us an intimate look 
because we're really capping the audience mm-hmm. and you get to have access to these amazing speakers and presenters that are usually in a group of like hundreds yeah. that you're going to have up close and personal that is in and of itself is worth yeah it's worthy. I mean, we follow price. all of these people on social media, but to have that intimate one-on-one conversation as people and not just as, you know, pictures. Oh, it's so nice that she posted this inspiring thing today, or it's so nice that she wrote this beautiful whatever caption on social media. You know, this is like the actual person, so that you can see that what you're, what's out there. We're only going to get people that are yeah. as real in person as they are on social media for you. Okay. So that's not yes. any facade stuff. Um, and really genuine people. Cause that's who I think we bring onto this podcast as well. So I'm really excited for everybody to know the greatness of these women and to be inspired by them who they themselves practice introspection and seclusion. Um, and yes. they know how important it is. That's why we entitled this entire retreat introspection and seclusion. Cause being alone, you can go down a rabbit hole of darkness alone too. But here with mm-hmm. women, we're go. I think we're going up. We're being elevated into a space of lightness and productivity and creativity, closeness to our Lord and Creator, but also closeness to our fellow Muslim moms, our moms who are being oppressed, our moms who are lost and alone, our moms who maybe need some more support. Like that's what this podcast has always been about. So that's yes. what this retreat is about. And whether you get a day pass, you know, local Texans, or if you get the weekend, you're going to have an amazing experience and you can't beat the value. We have had some uh, critics of the price. Um, No, it's not including the airplane ticket, but it's including all of your food and your activities. You can't beat it. And I'm from Texas. The first thing I wanted was halal barbecue and I wanted horseback riding and Zeba made that happen. So I really love you for that, Zeba. Thank you so, so much. Yeah. In addition to the other stuff that she did, but those are my two like non-negotiables. Halal barbecue and horseback riding. These are the things I need. I was like, I'm going to be up all night after that barbecue, but that's okay. Oh, that's right. <laughs> mm, it hurts my belly, but belly. that's okay. I'll eat it for you. I'll eat it for you. You have to eat, eat brisket and short ribs for me. I love it. Yes. Yes. Okay. Well, everybody, thanks so much for listening. Thank you for supporting this Uyghur series. Um, and yes. get on that Patreon. Get on the Fill Up Your uh, Cup Retreat tab on our website. Sign up immediately because now that this is going out, you know, this episode, everybody's going to sell them out and we can't, we just can't accommodate that many people. Unfortunately, um, the space, we don't want to, because we want to keep it in <laughs> the physical and the emotional space required to support that many people. Um, we got burned out on our last one. Um, yeah. just holding space for a lot of women who needed it, but yeah. you know, we need to, we're here to fill up our cups too, you know, so we don't yeah. want to be depleted. So everybody tune in next week for, the launch of our February series. It's going to start Yay. with the Muslim sex podcast host, Dr. Sada Floti, OBGYN. So we're excited to see you then. Assalamualaikum, everyone. Assalamualaikum. Thanks again for joining Zeba and Uzman Momming While Muslim today. Please email us your thoughts or questions and follow us on Facebook and Instagram because this podcast was designed to cater your needs. Make sure you check out the show notes to find the links and resources for this episode. And remember to help a mama out and leave a review of the show, as well as to like it on your podcast app of choice, because that helps us grow. Tune in next week for another episode of Mommy Wall Muslim. Assalamu alaikum, everyone.